Hi, I'm Ruby. And I'm Rachel. And this is our podcast, Quarter Life Crisis. This week we're doing something a bit different. So I'll be interviewing Ruby about her journey in starting her own business and we'll be answering the crisis, should I start working for myself? As always, we're going to start off the episode with our crisis and our win of the week. So Rachel, what was your win of the week? So my win and crisis are a bit interlinked of a few things that happened to me in the past week. So my win of the week was that I won a ticket to an event last Friday valued at 130 bucks. So they, the people running the event had like a giveaway on Instagram. So the first person to message gets a ticket. And because I'm a loser, I saw the post like one minute after it was posted. <laughs> so I messaged and I was like, am I the first one? They were like, yes, you are. So I'm like, shit, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, really like feminist organization, like women supporting women. So definitely my vibe. Like I've been doing stuff with them for a while. But um, yeah, so that was my win. But my crisis was because I had a ticket by myself. I went by myself, right? Mm. So I just kind of rocked up. I was like, oh, I know a few people. Like it's an industry thing. Um, and I wasn't really there with the group. So I kind of just like drifted between people. I like met a few different people, but I was sort of like – there on my own, I sort of left about midnight, which was, it was still kicking on, but I was like, oh, I'm kind of, I think I need to go. And then I went to another event on Thursday night, also like an advertising thing. And I was like, oh, I've no people. So I just bought, I bought a ticket by myself. I rock up by myself and I'm like, I actually don't know that many people. Like I knew people, but not like, I didn't have like a group to gravitate. You know, you're at a party, you kind of have like your group. Uh-huh. I didn't have a group. I was with a lone wolf. So I was kind of, like, I saw an old colleague, and that was great to, like, catch up with her. Um, but then she left early, so I was kind of like, oh. Yeah. All right, here I am. Got to go find people. And I kind of chatted to people, but then they had people they knew better than me. So I was like, oh, I don't really – I'm not anyone's favourite. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a bit like, woe is me, but it's not – you know, that feeling of, like – Yeah, 100%. Yeah, there's sort of more interesting people there than you, people who know each other better. So yeah. I left at, like, 9.30, and I was, like, thinking to myself – What's the problem here? Am I not being confident enough? Because I will admit I didn't feel that confident, Uh, which is unusual. I'm normally quite confident in social situations. Am I not independent enough? Am I too used to going to things with a partner or with a group? uh, Do I need to branch out from that? Or I don't know. Am I the problem, basically? I feel like (laughs) it's a really common, like, problem to have. I feel like rocking up to an event by yourself is scary if, like, you don't know, like, who's going to be there. Um, like I think that's a very common thing to feel and then like not feel like you're fitting in in the room if like you know you're not there with a group or you haven't gone with someone I definitely think that's a thing yeah yeah because I have gone to things before by myself and I'll happen to see a bunch of people I know but then those people weren't there so I was like oh no what do I do I've gone to parties by myself and I meet new people and I kind of stay with them all night and I like I'm like well I met these really cool new people but Sometimes, yeah, I suppose not every party is going to be a perfect scenario. Yeah. I'm glad I went. They were very cool, but, yeah, it just made me reflect a bit on, like, how I approach things, social events. I don't know. Maybe I'm just more introverted than I used to be. Yeah. Value my my sleep a bit more and my downtime. But, yeah, I don't know. I need to think through that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fair. All right. What about yourself? Um, Well, my win of the week um, is that I have had, like, my 
best month of freelancing so far, um, which I'm very excited about. And I just reached all my goals that I set for myself with my like business for the year, which was to have uh, six ongoing clients, which I have. And well, this is a really shallow one, but I wanted to reach 200 followers on my business account, Instagram. And that happened this morning when I woke up. I woke up to that, which was very exciting. Um, obviously like followers is a really shallow thing, but you know, it like means that like, you know, people care about what I have to say apparently, unless they're all bots, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that was really exciting. And yeah, also I guess just a shout out to my partner as well, because he took me out for a a surprise dinner to celebrate my six months of freelancing and crushing it, which was very, very sweet of him. So that was really nice. So yeah, I just feel like really happy about my um, journey, which, you know, you'll hear more about in this episode. So, <laughs> um, and my crisis of the week is that it's actually like, it's kind of weird, but I just like haven't been able to get into reading, which sounds silly and it's probably just the book, but I think it's more of like a bigger problem. I just have such a short attention span now and I blame TikTok, but mm. also I'm not, I refuse to get off TikTok because I love it and it's also my job. So I can't, um, but my attention span is just shot, which makes it really hard to read. And I'm really sad about that because I really like reading, but it also made just be like the book because I, you know, can get through a book quite quickly if I really, really am into it. But I don't know. I just am really stressed out how bad my attention span is now. It's terrible. And I just like can't concentrate on anything for like that long at all. And it's really bad. And I need to like try to figure out some way to kind of fix that. <laughs> I go through phases with reading, I find. Like I'm not really in a reading phase at the moment. Mm. Like I'm reading books, but they're not, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, like super excited to read every night. Not really, no. Yeah, I definitely go through peaks and troughs yeah. with books. I think that's normal. Yeah, like, no, no. It no, could I... be a dumb book. Yeah, no, it, I know I know it's definitely normal because I definitely go through phases, but I'm just, like, was thinking about it more deeply there's a day about it. So, like, yeah, just how bad my attention span is. So, anyway, a silly crisis of the week, but, you know. So, jumping into our interview with our very special guest. <laughs> so, yeah, we thought, obviously, with this, you know, crisis of should I work for myself or go freelance or start my own business, no one's really better place to give their story than our lovely Ruby. So... Yeah, I'll be yeah doing a bit of a, a journalist-style interview. Um, yeah, and Ruby be sharing her thoughts. So, Ruby, just to kind of give a bit of background as your, your career journey, tell us about what you were doing before you started your business. So, I was working in a full-time job in the union movement doing digital organising. Um, and, yeah, I'd done that for a year and a half before I quit and started freelancing. Uh, and basically the whole reason I quit was because I was having my quarter life crisis. But yeah, I guess when I, that was my first ever full-time job that I was working in, um, like after uni, because it took me a whole year to get a job after I graduated. Um, but also- That was because of COVID as well. Yeah, yeah. But also I studied like quite a niche degree of environmental social science. Um, and I couldn't get a job in that field. And like, yeah, that was a lot to do, I think with, you know, COVID, but also I think during that time I realized I actually didn't want to work in that space after having completed a three-year degree on it. Love that for me. Um, so then uh, one, one of my friends actually just randomly sent me the job being like, oh, you should apply for this job as a digital organizer. My sister will be your boss. And like I kind of met her since like a couple times before that. And I was just applying for anything and everything. So it was just like end of 2020. I yeah, been applying for 12 months at that point. And I was like, okay, like I never would have looked at a job like this before, but whatever, I'll apply. Sounds cool. And I applied and I got it. And it was like, it was supposed to be like a, 
a job, like a entry level job. So you actually didn't need any qualifications for it. And it was kind of one of those jobs where they're like, we'll like, you know, come with enthusiasm and ideas, but we can teach you like all of it on, on the job, which I think I was so lucky to get that job because I did learn so much that I didn't know. Um, and it was like, you know, doing stuff that I felt really passionately about. And that was really great. But after a year and a half, obviously that first year of working, a lot of it was from home because it was 2021 and we were still in lockdown a lot of the time. Um, and so I think I just had like this itch and I was like, I just got to get out and like do something different. And I'd been thinking honestly about doing this kind of like freelancing stuff in the digital space, like for like probably since like in like in 2020 at some point I was like, Oh, it'd be really cool. It's like, you know, I've always been interested in like comms digitally, digital stuff, like telling stories and everything. I just didn't really know what that looked like. Um, and I actually moved back to my hometown of Alice Springs at the end of 2020 for a couple months. I had a part-time job there, um, doing like kind of like some admin stuff, but also did get to do some like comm stuff, which was fun. Um, but then at that time I was actually messaging businesses in Alice Springs asking if they wanted like some help with their social media. I actually didn't know why I decided to do that. I, looking back, so random. Um, one of those businesses actually like at the time was like, oh yeah, great. Like we'll let you know. And then emailed me back this year. I was like, <laughs> like a year and a half later. Um, it's just the country pace for you. So random. <laughs> anyway, yeah, very random like thing. And so, yeah, I'd actually reached out to some businesses about doing that and didn't get anything at the time. Um, and then I got the, my full-time job. Um, but, yeah, I've been thinking about it for quite a while. And then I just decided to take the jump and do it. Yeah. So when you were sort of in uni – or maybe when you were even younger than that in school, had you imagined working for yourself as like the goal? Because I know for a lot of people, like that sort of freedom is like a career goal or something. So had you, did you think you would be doing what you were doing, what you're doing now? Oh my God, never. Like never in a million years I pictured this happening. I actually just don't think thought about my future in like my career that much, to be honest. Like I've never been, like I've spoken about this podcast before, but I've never been that much of like a, career orientated gal like I've been like passionate about things I'm like I'm excited to work in this space but I've never been like heck yeah I can't wait like you know have an office job work (laughs) nine to five like corporate like never was like that who is though exactly but I just really think about I was like I just need a job obviously because I want to do something passionate about and obviously I need money because everyone needs money um and so yeah I feel like I was never orientated in that way and then I did nine to five for a year and a half and I really loved my job and I really loved the people I worked with but the nine to five, like it's tiring and, you know, there was like not much flexibility and I was like, I want to do more travel, but obviously you only get four weeks of leave a year and like, because that sounds really privileged to me or whatever, but I just was like, I really would just love to be able to like work, but also have flexibility and, you know, like make money while I'm traveling, like I had that opportunity to make money while I'm traveling if I wanted to and things like that. Um, so yeah, I honestly had never thought about it. And then I don't know, I, was, I just don't know why I started thinking about it. But I just really, there was like, you know, a lot of things I wanted to try. But yeah, while I was working in my full-time job, I just felt like I never had the energy or the time for it. Because like you work nine to five, like, you know, in the evenings I was either like relaxing from a like long, tiring day at work or I was like spending time with friends or my partner or something. And then weekends, you know, be doing various things. I just like never really like made time for the things I like really wanted to do. Like I really wanted to like, you know, make a podcast and I wanted to, like, I wouldn't be wanting to, like, do, like, blog writing and, like, writing for, like, years. I just, like, never felt like I had, like, the motivation or the time to do it. 
And yeah, there's just a bunch of different things, like craft things and everything. And I did a bit in 2020 in lockdown when I didn't have a job, but also like I wasn't in a very good like mental health, a good mental health place then. So that also like, you know, stopped me from doing a lot of things. Um, and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go on my own and I'm going to work myself and I'm going to have all this flexibility and time to also do other things that I want to do in my life. Um, but yeah, never had thought about doing it ever before. What do you think about being your own boss? Because that's sort of a phrase that gets chucked around, like be your own boss. And I've always wanted to be my own boss. Like what does that mean to you now that you are your own boss? Yeah, well, I guess I never really thought about it like that. Like I, I don't know. Like I am actually not very self-motivated. So being my own boss. Oh, neither am I. It's hard. (laughs) But I feel like when you're doing freelancing, you're like, well, I got to get the work done or I don't make money. Not that I'm in it for the money by any means. Because if I was, that would be stupid because I'm not making that much money. <laughs> um, I'm doing it because, yeah, I wanted the flexibility and everything. What did you ask me again? I just about, totally mind blanked. Well, that's something I find um, interesting is, like, so many people want to be their own boss. Like, say, tradesmen going out on their own, being their own boss, or maybe, like, a medical professional. Mm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've never done that. I've always had a boss and having a boss has been that motivator for me. Like, I want to please my boss. So I'm just interested to know, like, for yourself, like, how is it not having a boss? Like, what motivates you if it's not sort of the accountability of a senior person who you want to impress? Yeah. Well, I guess my clients are technically my bosses. That's true. That's the whole thing now is that my clients are my bosses and I have work to get done. If I go, don't get it done, then, like, that. Well, that looks bad because obviously like, clients where I'm just doing their social media management, like if I didn't post for them for a whole week, they'd be like, what the heck? You know? Yeah. But also they pay me hourly. So, you know, I, like I'm doing hourly rates at the moment, which I'm about to change to package rates next year because wish someone told me that. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel like they're my bosses. So like if I don't do the work for them, then they're, gonna, they're not going to want to work with me, are they? So I feel like it's that motivation, just the motivation of being like, all right, I got to get the work done. Or like if it's a one-off project, like, I give myself, like, I've made the client have talked about a deadline, so I've got that deadline to work to. Um, but I do have that flexibility where it's, like, you know, on one day if I'm, like, oh, well, I want to, like, work on all this other stuff I'm working on. And then the next day I'm, like, oh, well, I've got this thing due soon. So sometimes I just have to work until 10 o'clock at night to get that done. But then other days, you know, got my family visiting, I can go, like, knock off at 12 and go hang out with them for the afternoon. So it's just, like, setting your own hours and stuff. So, like, some days I work ridiculous hours and other days I don't work that many hours. But that was the whole purpose of being my own boss, is that nobody can tell me that I can't take a nap at 3 o'clock in the afternoon if I'm tired. <laughs> but, yeah, it is weird being my own boss. But, yeah, I don't know. It's good. It's good. But, yeah, it, it's, like, learning that discipline and that self-motivation is, like, it's it's been good to learn that. Yeah. That's probably super valuable as well for the rest of your life, too, to mm. be able to self-motivate Definitely. for stuff outside work. But, um, yeah, so what was the – just so everyone can kind of hear if they're interested, what was the process – of starting your business or kind of what were the steps that you took to get up and running? Well, I actually kind of like fell into it accidentally, like into like starting freelancing, which sounds weird. But basically I've been like mentioning to a few friends. I was like, oh, I'm thinking of, you know, like starting freelancing in the digital media space. And one of my friends told her mum because her mum was asking about me. And then she was like, oh, well, my friend has this therapy business and she needs some, like wants someone to do her social media for her. So I got in touch with her and now she's one of my clients. And like, that was like, I started doing that while I was working at my full-time job. And then my housemate saw a business, 
like from our suburb post on like one of the good karma networks on Facebook that they were looking for someone to do their social media. So I got in touch with them. Now they're one of my clients. So I started doing those while I was doing my full-time job. And then I think that was like kind of like the push to be like, oh, well, I've got two clients. I can get more. And then I'd already been thinking about quitting my job. And then I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. It was kind of like very yeah, spontaneous. I feel like I probably wouldn't have done it if I hadn't like got those two clients like randomly. But I don't really know. Well, you've got to use your network. Everyone says Oh, that. 100%. Like most of my clients that I've got now through my network. And like yeah. I had like a family friend call me yesterday and be like, oh, I've got this friend who needs someone to do social media for them for their company. And I was like, cool. It's all through networking. It's actually amazing. Absolutely. Um, so what services do you offer? Um, so I'm just like, uh, I've <laughs> rebranded a few times. Initially, I started off as like a digital media freelancer, which because I was just like trying to figure out what what I should call myself because um, I didn't want to call myself a market a digital marketing person because marketing sounds like really corporate but I, I my whole thing is that I wanted to work with progressive organizations who like I really believed in their you know their cause and like things that I felt really passionately about but yeah I call myself a digitally digital marketing specialist now I started off by calling myself a digital media freelancer but I feel like that felt kind of vague and like what the heck did that mean so I've called myself yeah a digital marketing specialist but basically I do social media management um like website design content writing and like digital skills training so I like kind of do a bunch of random stuff like all my clients like so two clients I run their social media sorry three clients and then one of those clients I also do their website so I've been like they had someone do their website was really bad so I'm like redoing it for them now like rewriting the content because like whoever wrote it it's terrible (laughs) um their website person they had and then I'm doing like some database management management for an organization because that's like some of the skills I have in my full-time job and then I'm doing some blog writing so yeah all kinds of things um and yeah I mean like yeah a lot of social media stuff I guess um and then I've done like some TikTok workshops like teaching people how to use TikTok and stuff which has been really fun um yeah so it's yeah that's that's kind of the things I'm doing but it's all I'm very jack of all trades like I wouldn't say anything's my specialty actually I'd say TikTok's probably my specialty but I haven't really been like pushing that that much but that's my goal for, one of my goals for next year is to run TikTok workshops for people in the progressive space um all right so what was the most challenging part of your journey so far um well I guess like I had those two clients to begin with but I, I only had the, I, those were my only two clients for a couple of months so figuring out how to get new clients has been quite challenging and like was quite challenging in the beginning. And the fact that I hit my goal of having six ongoing clients, I'm stoked because I was like, I don't even know yeah, how I'm going to get clients. And a lot of them were through networking. I actually got a few clients through just cold emailing, which worked. And then one of my clients randomly found me on Facebook, which I was like, cool. I guess my SEO is doing well there, <laughs> um, which is a nice validation um but yeah just trying to like find work and make sure I have like you know I, I could wouldn't call it a steady income but like an income <laughs> an income exactly because like yeah like I said before I'm not in this I'm not in this for the money by any means but obviously I have to pay my bills um so yeah it was like, that was like a really challenging part um I guess it is also the challenging part was not having a steady income and for the first couple of months like I hardly had any of the income but when I took the leap to start freelancing with like only two clients in my back pocket, I had savings that I knew that I could rely on for those until like I got properly like started up. And also I had a hospital job that I worked about 15 hours a week at for the first like two months of my freelancing. 
hated it. Um, but I was like, yeah, well, obviously I need like to make a bit more money. So yeah, that I had that, um, that while I was starting up, you know, in terms of like the money thing, but the money thing has been really hard. Cause yeah, I have to like pay my own taxes in super. I had to figure out how to do that and like how much to pay. And I had to figure out insurance, which God nightmare, insurance, <laughs> like reading an insurance policy. I'm like, I don't understand any of these words. Um, so yeah, there's definitely been lots of challenging parts, but yeah, definitely like that consistency of work and money, definitely the hardest <laughs> and the yeah. most stressful. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you'll look back in a couple of years and be like, oh, remember the times when I didn't have enough clients? Yeah. But yeah. no, the fact that, yeah, I think I set myself a very achievable goal. Of, well, actually, I didn't even know if I thought it was achievable at the time. I just was like, I'm going to give myself a goal to reach, like, and feel proud of myself if I reach it. And I reached it, so, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. I don't know if six ongoing clients is a good, but... <laughs> oh, well, I mean, there's no point comparing. I've got enough work to, like, keep me busy, like, full-time hours, basically. Yeah. So we touched on goals. What are your goals for the future then? Do you have like a sort of one year, five year plan? And can you tell us about that? Yeah, not really. I'm not very like, I don't really look very far into the future normally, like in terms of goals. Initially I was like, okay, I'm going to do this for six months full time. And then I was like, okay, next year when I get back from like my summer holidays, I'm going to get a part-time job. So I have more of a steady income on top of my freelancing. But I, one of my um, freelancing clients wants me to actually do way more work for them, which will basically be like, you know, like three, almost four days a week apparently um, next year. So I might be able to keep doing freelancing full time if that eventuates, which would be really cool. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah, at this stage, I'm just going to keep freelancing. If a job comes up that I like the look of, maybe I'll apply for it. But I don't want to do a full time job again anytime soon. I think I would only want to do a part time one. But if something came up, and maybe I'll apply for it, but I'm very like go with the flow. Um, but yeah, my plans are just yeah to keep going, find more clients that I am keen to work with. Um, but yeah, I guess mostly yeah, I just like want to I do want to scale up my business a bit, get some more clients. Um, and I, yeah, like I said, I really want to start doing like digital training, so like doing TikTok workshops. I think is the thing I've decided that I'm gonna focus on. Um, also potentially starting selling digital products, although I don't know if I'm quite there yet. I might need a bit more like experience. What's a digital product? Like, um, like a template for like hashtag bank or a like guide on like an EDM template or something. Yeah. Like a, like a guide on like, I don't know how to write a good sales email or something. I don't know. Something like that. I haven't really thought about it, but that's like something I potentially might do because I've seen a lot of other social media. Oh, like an ebook. Yeah, things like that, essentially. Oh, or just, like, yeah. just like resources that people can use, like, in their work and stuff. Mm. As, like, if they're, like, doing, you know, similar work to me. Or they're a business that wants to do yep. their own social media or something. Like, things that help people. Um, another, like, random goal I... Not, not goal, but thing that I want to do... I do want to try, like, find people who are doing some similar stuff in Melbourne to co-work with. That's something I really miss, is having co-workers. Mm. Like, I don't mind spending all day by myself. But sometimes I'm like, oh, it is fun to have co-workers, like, you know, someone to go get a coffee with and stuff like that. Like, my housemate works from home a lot of the time, so I guess she's, like, kind of my co-worker. But I don't know. It'd be nice to have, like, some people doing similar things in Melbourne because I know there's some people that I follow that do this stuff in Queensland that, like, do co-working days and stuff, which is really cute. So that'd be really nice if I could do that, you know, meet some new people, branch out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can definitely imagine that because that's been my – yeah, that's sort of the be- one of the best things I've gotten out of my career is the relationships I've made, yeah. the people I've met. So, 100%. yeah, I would find that really hard to give that up. But 
yeah, no, I, I don't know. Because, like, as a copywriter, a lot of people go freelance. But for me, it wouldn't be until I'm older, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. a big leap to make and it's, like, not that, like, stable. Like, you have to have, like, you know, savings to bounce back on if it all goes mm. terribly wrong and things like that. Um, but, yeah, I feel like that's also something, like, when I was just starting to do this, yeah, like, my co-workers at my job, they didn't understand why I was quitting. Because at the time, I was kind of, like, <laughs> quitting for a bunch of different reasons. Like, mostly, yeah, because I was like, I want to, I don't um, I want flexibility. I don't really want to work nine to five anymore. I want to try something different. I want the opportunity to like learn new things and work with like in different type of places. I think that's also the thing that really attracted me to freelancing was I feel like, I feel like I've definitely mentioned this on the podcast before, but I feel like I have commitment issues with the job. Yeah. I think like, I really always want to try like new things. So I feel like freelancing is the way to go because yeah. it's like, you can work with so many different clients and do so much, so many different types of work. And that really like, is attractive to me so yeah things like that yeah yeah I mean it's definitely like because yeah what you kind of do is sort of similar but I do in terms of like an advertising agency it sort of offers everything like mm. you know content creation and I know but like yeah you have to do all of it like you're talking to the clients but you're also making the content and you're doing the invoicing yeah. and you're doing it all yeah whereas yeah kind of an agency there's like you know a team of people who do that yeah yeah. So it's definitely challenging. Yeah, definitely. But that's also been the thing, like, I have loved how much I have learned in the last six months. Like, I had to teach mm. myself so many things. Um, and also, like, obviously learn from other people who are doing similar things online. Like, they share their learnings and things like that, and that's been so helpful. I think one of the best things I did at the start of my freelancing journey is I booked, like, a coaching call with a social media manager that I found on Instagram. And it was so helpful. Like, I hadn't even made an Instagram account for my business at that point. But she just gave me, like, advice and guidance that I needed to, like, really, like, you know, help me get that start. And that's been one of the most valuable things that I did was do that, like, um, call with her. Yeah, well, people are, I think, a lot more helpful than we think at first. Like, you know, people are willing to sort of give their expertise. Mm. And, yeah, if you just yeah, DM someone, definitely. Yeah. I mean, they were, like offering it on like their, oh, their yeah, social yeah, yeah. it was like an advertising yeah yeah I saw it and I was like that sounds cool oh yeah that's great yeah yeah, it was very helpful so what advice would you give someone who was maybe in your shoes like a year a year ago and was sort of you know not liking what they were doing and wanted to kind of go out on their own what sort of the main things you wish you knew yeah. you touched on a few but anything else yeah well I feel like just taking that leap and just like doing it even though, like, people around you would be like, oh, it sounds really chaotic. and like, why are you doing that? Just, like, do it. I think a lot of people said to me, like, oh, like, I would never, like, you know, be brave enough to do that. Um, and it was really scary. But I was like, you know what? What have I got to lose? If it doesn't work out, I just get another job. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but I would say, like, if, you know, you're, like, asking to take that leap and you don't know, like, if it's for you or whatever, maybe, like, start doing some freelancing on the side of your, like, your full-time, your part-time job. Although I know that can be, like, really hard because full-time job just takes it out of you so you know but like maybe like dabble a bit um but most of my advice is that you do just learn as you go it's like just taking the leap is the best way to go and then you just figure it out along the way um yeah you don't have to know everything to do it you can still like be scared or yeah 100% I had no idea what I was doing like there's so many things I was like I have no idea and like things that you know I wish like I 
I guess things where I was like, oh, I feel like I should have known this, but I didn't. Like in terms of like, getting insurance, I didn't get insurance for like a couple months. Because, Is that like business insurance? Um, yeah, like public liability. So like if someone sues you for doing bad work for them or whatever. Mm. And I, just, I didn't even know that was a thing I should get. And then my dad, he was like, he used to be a consultant. He was like, get it. You just need to get it. But then I just mm. didn't even know the like, steps to go about getting it because like my industry is like not on any of the list of like the insurance sites have. Like, they've got, like, a list of jobs and, like, nothing, anything similar to what I was doing was on there. So, I'd, like, call people and then they send you the thing that's full of, like, the lingo and, oh, it's a disaster. Anyway, I ended up talk, talking to an insurance broker who helped me. So, that was helpful. But, yeah, just things like that. It's, it's like, you just don't know until you have to figure it out. <laughs> what about, like, um, motivation and structuring your day? Like, how do you do that? Um, well, I'm still really disciplined. Like, I don't, like, sleep in or anything. Like, I wake up between like 7 and 7.30 every day. My God, I don't even do that. <laughs> I woke um, up at 8.30 today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, yeah, so I just like wake up, um, try to get like a walk in in the morning if I can, and then pretty much just like start work while I eat breakfast. And then, but yeah, I pretty much try to work from 9 to 5. Like that's how I kind of structure my day. Like I take a break for lunch, although I kind of like keep working through my lunch break. kind of depends. Um, I try to like get out of the house if I can like once a day just because like sometimes I just you know I'll be in the house like all day and I'll like my step count on my phone but zero <laughs> um, so like yeah just trying to get out of the house like go work at a cafe or something I like doing that um, or I do get to get out of the house sometimes to film some content which is fun for like clients um, but yeah I think just doing that nine to five thing and I'm really like strict like I have my weekends off I try not to work in the evenings like some days I do work like not I don't work nine to five, I work less hours and then other days I will work until like ten PM. But I try not to do that. I try to keep within my nine to five. Because the whole reason I started to work like working for myself was so I could have that flexibility and yeah, not have to work nine to five if I didn't want to. Mm. Which also does mean you have to work like from nine till ten sometimes. Like I said from nine AM to ten PM. <laughs> but that's just the way it is if you have to get the work done. But yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. I think that's it. Is oh. there anything else you wanted to share? Or I mean, cool? I don't think, like, working for yourself is for everyone because if it wasn't, like, obviously everyone would do it. Um, and it is a scary thing to do early in your 20s because I think there's, like, so much to learn. Like, I'll probably look back at myself in 10 years and be like, oh, my God, I was such, like, a naive little baby, like, <laughs> doing this. I didn't know anything. And, oh, my God, I know so much more now. But also, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, there's no better time to do this in my life than now. Like, I have no financial responsibilities aside from paying my rent and my bills. Like, I don't have a mortgage. I don't have kids. Anything. I don't, like, have a car. So, I was like, may as well do it now. Screw it. When's a better time to do it than now? And I think it's a really good learning experience in life. So, I don't know. If you if you have been thinking about it or you feel like you want to do it, just give it a go. And um, you can also DM me if you want advice. <laughs> what were we saying last week? Fuck around and find out. Yeah, fuck around and find out. That's my motto. Yeah. All right. So we're going to finish the episode off as usual with some recommendations to distract you from your quarter life crisis. Rach, what are your recs this week? I only have one. So I watched this documentary on Netflix, FIFA Uncovered, four episodes. And if you're like, I'm not, I don't care about FIFA really (laughs) or soccer. Um, But if you're into like history, it's really interesting because it's all about how FIFA like elected their president and they'll kind of how they choose who has the World Cup. So now it's in Qatar, mm. which is 
not a great place. No, a lot of drama about that. <laughs> if you then. are a woman or a gay person or yeah. a journalist. It's really or, fucked up. <laughs> um, and then 2018, it was in Russia, which is also another great place for those people. <laughs> Um, so, but interestingly, yeah, FIFA's just got a history of doing this. Like in 1978, they had the World Cup in Argentina, which was like in the middle of like a military political coup, but they had like a dictator. Oh my God. So it's super interesting, like how the politics work. Um, basically it's like they, each country in the world gets a vote, gets to vote who has the World Cup. Um, and like Africa has like a shit ton of countries. So it was kind of like, if you win over Africa, you've got the World Cup, which is kind of what Qatar did. Oh, so you can bribe countries. Yes. Oh. So there was a lot of countries who had received funding, quote unquote, for like soccer pitches and just never happened. Like they just weren't built. So yeah, super interesting and FIFA super corrupt. Damn. So yeah. I did start watching it and then I accidentally fell asleep. So I do need to go back and start watching it again. <laughs> I think I fell asleep for some of it as well because there's a lot of different languages and it's kind of like I don't think I was bored. I think I was just super tired. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if you like into like history and politics, mm, yeah. yeah, super interesting how it like all ties into like world events and stuff. Definitely on my to watch list. Yeah. Um, well, my recs of the week um, were kind of random, but I had um, the Great British Bake Off on there, which is like nothing new. <laughs> I think it's been around for ages, but um, just watch watch episodes while I eat dinner sometimes at my partner's house, and it's like just funny. And I don't want to say soothing; it's just funny. It's like British people baking, and they're not like professional bakers, and they just like mess things up all the time. And they make really <laughs> random things, and I don't know. It's just like funny and like. Just something super easy to watch. Like, you know, if you just want, like, something really chill in the background or whatever. Um, so that's, like, kind of random. Um, my other recommendation is listening to The Spill podcast. It's just one of my favorite podcasts. Made it into my top five of my um, podcasts for my Spotify wrapped this year. Um, it's just, like, about pop culture and, like, a pop culture summary. But it comes out every day. It's, like, a 20-minute episode every day, every weekday. And I love it. I love the host. And it's just kind of, like, chill. Something good to listen to at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I think that's it for our special little interview episode. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed listening about my freelancing journey. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Rach. Bye. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of which we have recorded this podcast on today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We want to pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that this always was and it always will be Aboriginal land. Sovereignty was never ceded.